Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Insights with Latrice. I am so glad you're joining me once again this evening. Thank you so much. I'm going to give you a few minutes to go ahead and share, like, and share this. Um, this month, May, it's all about mental health. It's Mental Health Month. Um, and so we're really going to just drive it home, talk about it. I think it's something that um, has taboo, but slowly but surely it's evolving um, around the world, right? And we're more open, embracing our mental health and having healthy conversations about how to be mentally um, sound and healthy. So I have a guest today that definitely um, has um, been on that path professionally and um, personally as well. But before we get to our guest, first of all, big shouts out to my husband. This is his company, his logo. Um, born to be great. Isn't this like fancy? I love this sweatshirt. And you guys can get this on his website. So um, you might want to look it up. He has hats, has t-shirts. And so I love it because we are all born to be great. We just got to tap into that inner self, right? So definitely get that. I want to give another shout out to my team. All I do is sit here in this chair and talk and ask questions. But there are people behind the scene that edit, that just gets everything done, emails, all those different things. And what's so interesting, what I love, and the reason why I'm shouting out, because you just got to stick with it. And even when it doesn't look like it's working, I promise you, it's working and, and impacting lives. Olivia and I started Insights with Latrice probably maybe five, six years ago, and I wasn't as consistent. And so over the past couple of years, I've definitely been very um, diligent and purposeful. And in that, my kids have become a part of it. And so um, Leah is my producer and she is one tough cookie. Then I have Amina who gets everything set up and ready. And yes, she's only 10, but she is why you see me right now because she gets the system ready, make sure everything's working. And then uh, when you see me looking all fancy, that is Naomi. So just some shout out. And then of course, really the mastermind behind it, I gave my vision to Olivier and he ran with it. And so it's so great to have a partner to do life with, to do purpose with, and who can support you as you support your spouse. And so you know, he has his thing going, I have my thing, and then we come together because the vision joins both of our separate visions together. So just a big shout out and um, to Brittany and Morgan as well, that support, that give me critical feedback. Amen. <laughs> but it's all, it's all good. It's all in love because I want to make sure that I'm not just doing this, you know, but that it is purposeful. It is impactful. It's informational. It's inspiring, you know, for whatever, what, whatever you need from it, that you are actually getting it, you know? And so just yay to all those that are behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see. So moving back into talking about our mental health, you know, um, 
I have been on this personal journey um, for about 13 years. And it was definitely, definitely taboo in my environment, in my family that I grew up with, um, and even in my church family. You just didn't talk about it because mental health equaled being crazy. You know, it wasn't that there's different le levels, different layers, different, um, you know, mental health and mental in illness are two different things. And again, it doesn't mean you're crazy. There's it. Uh, I, I can go on and on about really just the breakdown. But um, I knew personally I needed to work on some things internally um, because of childhood trauma and um, just things that just look life. I'm always saying can just hit you right there in the gut. And so I, I went on this journey and I'm still going on the journey. You know, I don't think you ever get to that place called there, but you do get better and stronger, just like physically you you um, have or what weights and you see your muscles getting a little bigger and a little stronger. I think mental health works the same way as um, the physical health that um, we're trying to obtain. And so this young lady, I had the opportunity to work with her professionally and she is very, very professional. But then I've also had the opportunity um, to be able to go into her world and understand who she is. You know, these are the things she has done. She's a TV host. She has done modeling, you know, and now she's on her way as a psychotherapist. But um, I've gotten to know her and her story. And that's, I think, the best um, way to know someone, you know, not what they do, but who they are. And she's, priv you know, given me the privilege of allowing that, allowing me to be able to come into her world. And so today, um, because of Mental Health Month, we're going to talk to her not only professionally about mental health and the journey she's on, but then personally, you know, because when you see her and when you have seen her, um, whether it's a photo shoot, TV, or some type of event that she, you know, is a guest speaker or something, you know, you may already have this kind of judgment of who you think she is. But, you know, that's why it's so important not to judge people because you just don't know the backstory of anything. And so without further ado, if you would please help me welcome Crystal Lampit. Yay. Hi, Yay. Crystal. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. It's so good to see you again, even if we can't be right next to each other hosting the morning show. I know. Virtual hugs. Virtual, Virtual hugs. hugs. Yep. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The family's good. Olivier is good. How are you? How is your pup, Foxy? Right? <laughs> she's good. You want to see her? She's, I do. She's chilling. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so All right. I'm, I'm in my yoga room slash office right now. Okay. And um, Foxy likes to hang out and wait for me while I do these things until she's like, okay, is it time for treats yet? Like what's going on? She's a big part of my self-care plan. She's been an amazing companion through all this craziness. So, Oh, perfect. perfect. Well, mm -hmm. you know what? Let's get right into it. As you heard me talk about you, you know, we've always, you know, we've seen you in the limelight, but there's yeah. so much more to Crystal than that. 
Right. I love that you, thank you for introducing me that way, by the way, just that, you know, there is always more to the story. Yeah. I mean, every human being out there, and especially when we look at TV personalities, I was actually writing about this this morning on my Instagram page, um, how, how we tend to idolize certain people and we make them our role models. And for me growing up, my role model was Juliana Rancic, the host of E! News, and you know, because she just looked like she had everything. She yeah. was on the red carpet. She was wearing the fancy dresses. She was making all this money. She had cool friends and, you know, was always at the coolest events and amazing family, this loving husband. And I just remember thinking like that. I, I want that. I want yeah. all of that. All and, of that. Yeah. And, and wonderful, wonderful things to aspire to, you know. Yeah. And, and I did end up working in television for a long time. I've worked in television forever. Um, and there's so many things that I love about it. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, part of my job was to post on social media, to be sharing what the station was doing, where I was at, what I was doing in Kansas City, what event I was hosting. And all of that was so great. But at the same time, I felt like I couldn't share really deep, real things yeah. because there's this idea of professionalism. Um, and I've really come to embrace that professionalism and authenticity do not have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. And in fact, when I started to be more myself on the morning show and I would share these anecdotes about my family or my culture, you know, growing up in Indonesia and random quirks, I would have people comment like, I love learning these weird random things about you. Um, and slowly it became a journey to where now I really try to make sure that what I am sharing on social media has some level of substance and some level of truth. Um, and I'll share a lot of my personal struggles too, because that's the only way that we learn. Yeah. And like you said, that's the only way that we start to destigmatize getting help for your mental health yeah. is by sharing, you know, for me, how amazing therapy has been. Yeah. Um, and how wonderful it has, it's been such a life affirming decision for me to start kind of coming back home to myself um, and what that all entailed though. And it's a messy, painful, crazy journey. And it's a lifelong journey too. Like you said, it's like, there's no, I'm, I'm not going to wake up one day and be like, okay, I'm it's done. Over. It's good. I'm here. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's, a, it's a process. Um, until your life is done. It is simply a process. Mm -hmm. But in this process, Crystal, tell me how hard has it been to face some things that you let slip to the side? Because we all know um, trauma or challenges in life. Mm -hmm. If we don't deal with it, it's coming back some type of oh, way. Yeah. It's gonna <laughs> so when you made the choice and decision that, you know what, I'm going to face this. Mm. What was that like? Yeah, it's sort of, you know, it's funny because I think for some people, I imagine for some people, it's this like graceful, like, I'm, you know what? I just, I'm feeling yeah. a little off. I'm going to do a yeah. deep dive and explore. Yeah. And they have the means and they have the resources and they have, you know, all this access and they, and they, you know, you, you want to believe it's going to be this like beautiful journey of self discovery. Yeah. For yeah. me, it was more like, life kicked the crap out of me. And I was like, all right, I got to do something about this. Yeah. But I found myself, you know, 
um, I was repeating a pattern of being in a certain kind of relationship that was usually very toxic, sometimes abusive, verbally and emotionally and even physically abusive. And I just found myself constantly going for the same person. And if you looked at the popular media's sort of um, social media's depiction of this, you would think like, ooh, she's got daddy issues, yeah. you know? And I hate that language because to me, it's like, first of all, we all have issues. I think of it more as the mother wound or the father wound, because if you have a mother and a father, which we all do, you have some sort of wound around that. Even yeah. if they were wonderful parents, yeah. there is typically some, you know, you cannot go through life without experiencing some issue or some hiccup in those relationships. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of like, I think I dismissed it for a long time because I thought, well, my childhood was great. I got yeah. to travel the world. You know, I learned different languages, different cultures. I've become a very open and empathic person because of this. Yeah. Um, I can relate to a lot of different types of people. Yeah. Um, so I had kind of romanticized, I think, a lot of my upbringing. Um, mm -hmm. But beyond that, I really didn't have a lot of knowledge. And it was not my parents' fault. It wasn't, you know, they're not these evil people. That, like, I always try to be very careful about that because I love the crap out of my parents. And they yeah. are amazing human beings. And they're human beings. So of course they made mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, and because of the world that we lived in, you have to think about, you know, 20, 30 years ago too, you know, right. um, we, we traveled and we lived in a different country every few years. Yeah. So it was, it was very unstable in a lot of ways too, even though I had my family with me. Um, yeah. I didn't always have a regular caregiver and a stable home to come home to that felt the same, felt familiar mm -hmm. because it was constantly changing. And so I developed a sort of um, like, I don't want to say an inability to get attached, but definitely a fear of attachment. Yeah. Um, so I became very suspicious of oh, if this thing is too good, uh, I'm not going to, because right. it's going to be gone in a few years. Right. Or if I got attached to a place, you know, in Indonesia, I loved living there because of the, the yeah. ocean and the mountains and, oh, this house, I have my own room. I remember being a kid and, you know, and even like, you know, pets, friends, people, but I always remember kind of keeping people at a safe distance because there was this sense of, I'm probably going to move again in a few years. And I don't know when I'm going to see you. And there was no internet at that time. There was yeah. no sending in, you know, well, I guess by the time, like I was in probably middle school, then, then we had email, but yeah. you know, there yeah. wasn't all of these ways. There was no Skype. There was no picking yeah. up your phone and FaceTiming someone. So I just learned that like, well, people come in and they go and, and that's that. And so it's, it's, it's funny and simplistic now to look at because then later in life, I sort of chose those relationships that yeah. would become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I would choose people who would leave and who would, and it wasn't so much that they would leave me. It wasn't so much that it was that I would be forced at some point to leave them because of how toxic the relationship was. So they were unavailable in that context, no matter what, but it, it stemmed from, I think, in part, my own fears around, okay. I don't want to get too close. I don't want to get too attached and know that this could go somewhere. Um, and then I'd have to lose it. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing that we do wow. as human beings in an attempt to kind of have control in some way. Like, yeah. well, if I can't 
guarantee that this person is going to stay with me no matter what. I'm just going to choose someone who I know I'll have to leave at some point, but at least I've given myself the choice of getting out of this relationship. And at least I can predict in some way, you know, and that's again, not to say that it was ever okay. The things that were done, right? you know, this is not an excuse for abuse ever, ever, ever. Right. Um, And it's also an acknowledgement of my part in this dynamic where it was easier for me and it felt familiar to me to be with people who were not entirely available because of a lifelong pattern of, you know, well, that nurturance and that love and that um, constancy and consistency, that's not available to me. So I'm going to recreate that with my adult relationships, totally unconsciously, right? I would never choose this consciously. But at the same time, it's, I see this a lot now working with, and I love working with women. You know, I have a really special place in my heart for yeah. who have experienced any kind of intimate partner violence, um, psychological abuse, especially because that one is so insidious. You just don't, you have no yeah. idea. You're, you have no idea you're in an abusive relationship until you start talking to someone on the outside. And, um, and it's fascinating when we see it's called trauma bonding and it's, it's trauma repetition. It's essentially just a repetition of, because you think if I do this in my adulthood, maybe it'll heal some of those wounds from my childhood where mm-hmm. I didn't have this then, but maybe if I can make this happen now, I can repeat it with a different ending and that will solve it. And of course it doesn't, <laughs> you know, exactly. But in your head, this is what you're doing because again, this is what you've come up with creatively yes. to cope. To cope, exactly. To cope. It makes sense. To protect yourself, to survive. These are all patterns that you've come up with to survive, right? Because it's painful as a child to experience. Um, I don't know where I'm going to be living next year. I don't know if I'm going to see these friends again. So rather than... Um, grieving that and accepting that or you know I didn't have the capacity to I was so young I didn't even know you know um it's easier and it makes more sense to well why don't I protect myself and why don't I help myself survive by distancing and by keeping people at a safe distance or by choosing people who I know will hurt me because in that way I have some semblance of an illusory control it's not a real you know we don't really have control over what other people do right um but we can kind of convince ourselves and it, it all happens on such a subtle level. And that's not to say that that's everyone, you know, I, right, I've right. been fortunate enough to have had other relationships and friendships that yeah. have been really healthy. So I was still able to see, and I'm thankful yeah. for that yeah. because I could still see when, when one relationship would start to get too um, intense or unhealthy, I would at some point, usually there's like that turning point, you know, yeah. where things are so bad that you start to kind of ask yourself, is this all there is? And I was fortunate in that I did have other examples. And even with my parents, I, I could find moments and experiences with my parents of that's not okay. And I remember I would talk to my mom, you know, when you have someone that you can talk to, that's such an important piece of mental yeah. health. Somebody yeah. who is safe, somebody who you trust. And I would, I would talk to my mother about some of these things like, well, you know, this happened and I don't know if that's okay. And I remember, of course, your mom, no matter what, is biased. But yeah. it, I mean, it came from a real place of that is absolutely not okay. And my daughter is not marrying someone who's going to treat her that way. 
But what do you say, Crystal? Sometimes when you do talk to the mom or your dad, you sometimes feel like, or you their response, you know, well, mom, why did this happen? Or mom, you know, why why did we do this? A lot of it is because they did not know anything else. Because of course, this is generational, right? So all they say is, I don't know. I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And it's so incredible how we can go through life so functioning in our dysfunction mm-hmm. and and be okay, have 3.2 kids and yeah. live in a white picket fence. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so it, it's, it's crazy. And what's also mm. crazy is the fact that this goes by so fast and I'm already getting the, the, the sign that says stop but i have to ask you this yeah what's been your greatest lesson professionally and personally in the path of mental health you know um i know you do work with um women and what lesson have you learned from from these women that you're dealing with on a regular, as well as yourself as a woman and on this path too. Yeah, that's a, and that's a good one, especially as it relates to women. Um, because so for me, probably the biggest revelation or path that I'm pursuing now is the path of sort of reclaiming myself. And mm. by myself, I mean a lot of self-trust, intuition, wow. um, and reconnection. You know, when we think about reconnecting with ourselves, for me, that means learning how to trust myself again, because that's been, I mean, that's the lifesaver, right? Is when you you don't ignore your intuition. And I'm not saying that you're, you know, sometimes we have a feeling that something's off and then we're wrong and we're like, oh, never mind, that was just a trigger. You know, so there is work to be done in identifying triggers versus intuition. And there are ways to do that, but there are layers and we have to learn ourselves and we have to kind of reconnect with who we are and what we want. Um, But I think for me, the, the, the biggest, most amazing piece of this journey has been learning to trust myself again Mm. and, and realizing that I do have the capacity. We all have the capacity inside to heal ourselves and to do this ourselves. Now, I do think we need help at times. And the reason why I believe in therapy so much is because I I read all the books. I do all the stuff. I do the mindfulness activities and I love learning. And at the same time, we develop in the context of relationship. So everything is relationship. My relationship to my parents, my relationship to my siblings, friends, and my relationship to myself. That in and of yeah. itself is another relationship. You know, we look at our relationship to food, our relationship to body image. Everything is a relationship. So when we at some point trade in our authenticity to fit in with the group because we're always going to uh, want to belong, right? It is It does behoove us in our survival yeah. to people please and to get along with the group. And that's absolutely a means for survival because when yeah. you were an infant, you had to do that. When you were a toddler, you had to do what mom and dad said. Otherwise you would literally like in your little brain, probably you're thinking I could end up alone and on the street. Yeah. Um, very effective at scaring children. Um, But at some point you realize I don't have to do that anymore. I do have choices now as an adult. And what are those choices? 
Um, but we have to kind of learn to come to that and we have to come back to trusting ourselves and to believing that we have that. And now if my gut says something is off, I actually take the time to acknowledge it and say, okay, is something off here? I wouldn't be having this reaction if there wasn't a reason for it. Now, what's that reason? Is it a trigger? Am I being, is it, um, a moment that feels familiar to me and I'm stuck, I'm going back to the past and regressing a little bit? Or is this my intuition actually telling me, hey, something's off with your connection with this person. This this person is maybe hiding something or is maybe not the safest right now or they have ulterior motives. But now the, the goal for me is to now actually stop and listen. And that requires time and mindfulness. And it also for me required a safe person, i.e. a therapist, um, yeah healthy people, healthy friends, healthy connections for me to be able to reflect some of that because you need the other people to hold the space for you while you are rediscovering yourself. And it's not, it's, we all need other people. I wish it could be a solo journey because that would feel so safe, right? Like if, right. if I could, I'd be like a hermit in the woods. You wouldn't even <laughs> see me right now. <laughs> me and my dog, we're good. Right, right. But that community is everything, it right? Is. That village is everything. And so, um, but we have to make sure that we have safe safe people in that yes. community. So yes. if you would give one last insight to our listening audience um, regarding relationships, because I think we yeah. sometimes really, really have a hard time because, oh, this has been my best friend for 20 years, but she's toxic. You know, this has been, you know, my boyfriend who I want to marry because on the outside, he looks great. You know, he he has a job. He has a degree. You know, he has a great family. They love me. My family loves him. But he's mentally and emotionally, you know, abusing me. And, And so so sometimes we're like, okay, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm yeah. too sensitive. You know? And you've probably been told that, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> By yes. some very specific people. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And I and so I think we get so confused by who's healthy, who's mm. not, because we start blaming ourselves for other people's actions. Yeah. Yeah. And so the oh. whirlwind. So can you speak to that? Can you sure. give one last insight yeah. on that? So, and I have a, I'm, I'm working on my website that has a list of book, books and resources are up there now um, that speak to some of this. So boundaries are number one, super, super important to learn about and execute boundaries properly. Um, what I had to do to pull myself out of some really toxic dynamics was I had to start writing things down. So mm-hmm. I actually kept a list in my notes Um whenever something would happen that would cause some sort of unease, um, whether that was me getting yelled at by someone or, you know, my friend did something and I don't really like that. There's something about that. Whenever I would tune into some kind of reaction, I would write it down. Um, And it became, you'll see in your toxic relationships, it becomes a long list fast. And you'll notice, you know, I would date it. I would write down what happened and what feelings came up for me. Um, And when you start to notice a pattern, I mean, when this is happening two, three, four times a month or a week for me, it was happening 
at least once or twice a week, there was something that would come up with a partner, for example, that would make me feel uneasy or distrusting or instead of discounting what I was feeling, like sometimes I was still judging myself. I'd be like, Crystal, you're being too sensitive. But I would write it down anyway. And then once you have that, identifying an actual safe person. So someone outside who you can really trust who maybe does have like a healthy marriage, for example, yeah. and then yeah. and then and starting to open up when you feel safe, when you feel safe enough, yeah. starting to open up about those things and say, "Hey, this is a thing that that happened to me," yeah. because once you can start to get an outside perspective, you know, you have to cho- choose that person very carefully. Um, it helps you to be able to identify those patterns, but first yeah. and foremost, you have to see it for yourself. And so, and you might still be judging yourself, and that's okay. You might still be thinking, right. "Oh, Crystal, this is so stupid. Why are you getting upset about this?" Yeah, and it. That doesn't matter. We're not trying to make a judgment. We're not trying to solve it. We're just detecting it right now. We're making that acknowledgement. And when you start to know what you don't want and what doesn't make you feel good, then you start to be able to identify what does make me feel good. And then further down the line, now you can start asking yourself, what are my non-negotiables? What do I want? Who do I want to be? And then that's such a wonderful place to be where you're asking yourself, you're out of starting to open up and get out of the toxic situation. And now you're starting to really blossom and think, okay, well, if I could have anything I wanted and be whoever I wanted, yeah. what would that look like? And yeah. then that's an amazing new journey. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost, don't ignore those feelings. Don't ignore those red flags, write them down, really start to document them because there's something about documenting them that makes them concrete. And now you can't just sleep it off and forget about it the next day. It's there. It's in your notes. There. Those are the receipts right there. I think that's an amazing idea because you first have to acknowledge it. Then when you write it down, you can't take it back. You're like, oh my gosh, this really did happen. Because a lot of times we'll tell ourselves, oh no, you're tripping. I was overreacting. Mm -hmm. But when you read that, and then a lot of times when you do read it, it brings up that negative feeling. Yeah. Right? yeah. So again, it's a confirmation, if you will. So, yep. man, we could talk yep. about this all day. I know. I yeah. know. But I, but um, Leia, the boss, is letting <laughs> me know. But before I let you go, please tell people where they can see you. You you talked yeah. about the website. Yes. Uh, go ahead, give us all the information so they can follow you and all that good stuff. So, uh, Crystal Lampin on Instagram okay. is where I feel like I post most of my stuff, okay. but I'm also on Facebook as okay. Connect with Crystal. That's my professional page okay. and my website. Both of these are they're still kind of under construction. My Facebook okay. and my website, but CrystalLampit.com. I do have a list of books and resources that have really helped me personally and that I recommend to clients as well. Um, so yeah, check that out. Follow me. Feel free to you know ask me questions, and I try to keep my Instagram pretty updated too. So. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Well, you know what? Um, I just have to say I'm proud of you. I, I, mm. I've, I've watched the journey mm. and I'm mm-hmm. telling you um, many times you could have quit. Oh and my you, gosh. Yeah. You've pushed and you persevered. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. If we just don't quit, sometimes it's tough yeah. and rough and it's ugly. But if we don't quit, we're going to get that best version of ourselves. Right. Because that's what we're looking for. Not perfect version, but the best version of who we are. But again, we have to um, protect ourselves and make those boundaries. And you've, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, 
you have, <laughs> so I do it uh, last word insight. Okay. Uh -huh. You totally messed it. Cause I kind of have what I'm already going to say. <laughs> but you totally messed that up. So I'm just going to do it off of just, you know, just everything you said, but you have given us some great information, mm. a lot to, um, to think about. And you've also given us tools that we can actually yeah. use um, today, you know, yeah. and that's, that's what's so awesome about this and about you. And so again, thank, thank you, you for taking the time. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm very, very humble to be able to watch you from afar and mm. see the, um, the progression and, and, and even in your personal life and the lives that I know you're you're impacting on a daily. Um, it's really a blessing. So thank you. Thank you. I love you. And thank I want to say too, just real quick, you were yes. one of my safe people. So yes. just to just to kind of, you know, for me, this really worked. I can't say what will work for others, but um, when you write things down and you start to share them and people start to have this like, ooh, that's not okay. My husband does not do that. Yeah. It starts yeah. to open up just the slightest possibility. It plants that seed that, oh, maybe there is something better. And if you're yeah. writing things down and then the next day you're looking at them and you're like, I really was overreacting, great. Then you right. can, then you can right. bypass it. But if you're starting to notice a pattern, and especially when you know someone like you, who I do admire so much, and I do think of like, wow, you know, I want some of the wonderful things that she has, and some of the healthy relationships that she has. Being able to identify that, you know, as a friend, um, and being able to share some of that stuff with you, I mean, that was a big deal for me, and it was, and it was one of the things that kept me going. Because, like you said, you do, you have to keep going and trust and trust yourself and trust your feelings and and validate yourself before you're going to find someone else who will do that yes. for you and with you yes yes thank you Yay. i appreciate it, baby i appreciate I love it. you nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> oh, i love you love you all right thank you see you later thank you okay so like i said I had something already written down and, you know, just some notes that, you know, I kind of think it's going to go in this direction, but I'm telling you, Crystal was on fire today. Okay. All right. She gave some nuggets. I need y'all to go back, listen to it for yourself personally, and then don't be selfish. Go share this, share this, text someone and say, hey, if you want to listen to it, you know, as a podcast or if you want to watch it, because it's always going to be in my thread, whether it's on Gram or um, Facebook. And so if you're not following me, follow me on Facebook. I'm Trice Kabuya, Instagram, Twitter, uh, my podcast. I'm on Spotify, Google and Apple. But I'm going to tell you this. Um, anyone who's really serious about dealing with themselves personally, that mental health, getting healthy. Um, it's one thing to be physically healthy and listen, that's just as important, but mental health, they really go hand in hand to be quite honest. And so you don't want half of you health healthy. You want all of you healthy. My insight is this crystal says some things that even made me say, listen, let, let me go back and do some things. Um, one thing that just resonated is trust yourself. 
And a lot of times when we're dealing with trauma, especially as a youth, because everyone moved your feelings and emotion to the side, you stopped trusting yourself and started trusting everyone else with your feelings. No, you trust yourself with your own feelings. If this makes you feel some type of way, trust that. And like Crystal said, write it down and then go back to it. Then find the community, find people that you can trust. You know, sometimes you have to observe people, observe people in their season of things are going well, and then observe people when things are challenging. How do they handle things, right? And I know for me, some of the mentors that I have this season of my life um, aren't anyone that I know in a very intimate way, but because from afar, I've watched them, I've watched what they've said, what they've done, their actions um, has made me um, connect with them. You know what I'm saying? So definitely trust yourself, um, trust your feelings. And she said something else, have boundaries. You see, I'm smiling because that was one hard step for me because I thought I had to please everybody. That was who I thought Latrice was because Latrice is nice. And I'm just being very transparent because I really want to help you. And Crystal was very transparent. I thought, you know, if I had boundaries, that was mean, you know, because that's what people tell you, you know, oh, you're being mean. No, I'm being safe. I'm loving me first, because if I don't love me first, I can't love anyone around me. I, I can't give what I don't have from the inside because you love from the inside out. And so in this month of mental health, really understand what you need, really understand how to maintain. It looks different from everyone. It looks different for everyone. However, everyone needs it. Some need it more than others. I need it a whole lot. Listen, but what I can say is I embrace it. I'm evolving every day. And not only am I physically working on my health, but mentally and emotionally so I can be the best version of myself so that I can serve the world with my gifts with who I am as a person, because no one can be Latrice K. Please note that and understand that. But I can't even really be me if I'm not healed, if I'm not whole, not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect, but I am trying to be whole. I am trying to understand some patterns and, and make the necessary changes and adjustments. And so I just want that for you. That's all. So please, please, work on your mental health, reach out to Crystal. She's wonderful. Um, we didn't even get the opportunity to go into depth. There was so much more, but this this only lasts a little bit, um, the little time we have. And, and it's so rich, this, this information, but take the stigma off of mental health, please. And really, truly become aware and really become one with yourself and love yourself from the inside out. I thank you for joining. I appreciate you for joining and listening in. You know that we're always going to talk about real life and it's always pertaining about you, the real you. I'm not interested in what you do. I'm interested in the real you 
and we're going to make your life real good because we're going to talk real good and change, change something so we can be the best version of ourselves. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.